Welcome to Courage and Spice. This is the podcast for humans with self-doubt. I'll share evidence-based resources and teach you proven coaching tools to help you transcend your self-doubt. I'm Sass Petherick, a master coach and founder of the Self-Belief Coaching Academy. I'm so glad you're here. Let's do this. Hey there beautiful people, so as I'm recording this episode, the sun is shining in Bristol, birds are tweeting, it finally feels like spring is here. Uh, We've just come out of our lockdown, our third lockdown here in the UK. Everything is good today. (laughs) So I'm kind of excited to be talking to you about this topic and it's really relevant to me personally. I've just had a early morning call with Australia. Most of my extended team are Australian for some happy coincidence slash unconscious bias. But our meeting was to noodle through some of the requirements for this new technical infrastructure. We are building a new website, new site for the Self-Belief Coaching Academy and for Self-Belief School. And this is all going to enable you to get access to some of the best coaches I know and specific education and coaching support around healing and understanding your self-doubt and cultivating robust self-belief. And this project is the biggest investment I've ever made in my business. And honestly, I'm about 70% squeeing with excitement at what we have planned and 25% shitting myself and 5% probably doesn't really quite believe this is all happening. But I've been quite interested to watch myself during this process with some curiosity because even though this is a huge investment and it's really complicated and some of it is completely new, it hasn't been done before, It just feels like a really organic next step. I feel really clean about it. I can see that there are going to be real challenges with this business model. And I can see that there are also going to be solutions, like really creative ways that we can work through things. So I'm in this place of watching my self-doubt pop up with all kinds of protests. And my healthy self is kind of imperfectly (laughs) reassuring and being compassionate and through all of it we're still moving forwards and all of this has led to the creation of this episode where we're talking about the risk of success because I feel like I'm right in it I've had the most successful year I've had in my business to date that's financially emotionally psychologically just the rewards that have come from this last year have been epic and I can feel myself growing and expanding to try and hold this new space this new phase of my work and it's all kind of on top for me what is the risk of success I think that for a lot of years I've been protecting myself from this risk And for damn good reasons. And I don't think it's something that we talk about very much. We're just supposed to want success, right? It's awesome. It's the whole point. And yet, I think success is one of the big seven risks. It's one of the core risks that self-doubt holds us back from. It tries to protect us from. And 
you know, I've been so lucky over the years to coach with a number of clients who anyone looking at from the outside world would say they've totally made it. So I've coached with business leaders and media darlings and one legitimate national treasure. And it's been really fascinating to have this kind of inside view of what success is actually like when you have self-doubt, what success is like when it activates your self-doubt. And I think this is so personal to me because it's my experience too. So if you suspect that there may be some underlying belief that success carries risk for you, if you feel like you're holding yourself back in your professional life for perhaps slightly non-obvious reasons, then I wanted to start to talk about this today. We're going to explore how the risk of success shows up and talk about some really practical steps that you can take today to feel less discomfort around this. Let's look at some of the things I've learned from coaching with clients about the risk of success, how it shows up for us, what it looks like. So there's five of these. And the first one is, I don't think we find success itself risky, right? It's what we imagine will happen when we're successful that we find risky. So it's what we imagine other people will think of us if we become successful. We worry about what other people will make it mean if we create some success. We worry about being judged and criticized and being resented by other people. We worry about what we will think of ourselves. So a great question to ask yourself just to explore some of the beliefs that are underneath your relationship with success is who do you imagine you will need to become to be successful? It's a great little insight into what might be holding you back. Because if that person is embodying values or characteristics or behaviors that you find objectionable, then it makes total bloody sense that you would find that success is risky. It makes complete sense if you worry about what other people will think of you that you would find success risky. So that's number one. Number two is we tend to develop a sensitivity to the risk of success at quite a young age. So I really encourage you to just think back to your family of origins approach to success. Like how did your parents talk about successful people? What happened if you experienced some success at school or sporting wise or with a creative pursuit? What messages and stories did you grow up believing about success? Just spend some time considering this. You're likely to find that success feels crunchy to you for a damn good reason, right? We all internalize a lot of these beliefs about success at a really young age, and it's often inherited from our family of origin. Okay, thirdly, the risk of success is maintained and made worse by avoiding it. So no matter what creates that sense that success is risky, if we're worried about the consequences of being successful, we'll end up protecting ourselves from that risk even unintentionally. This is how self-doubt works, right? We end up holding ourselves back from the risk. And this reinforces the belief that success is risky, right? Because every time we come across it, we hold ourselves back from it. 
This creates these behaviours that ensures we end up avoiding the risk of success. And the thing about this is it deprives us of the opportunity to change our relationship with success to one that is on our terms, that reflects our values, that feels really good and creates opportunities for us to grow and for our self-concept to expand. Okay, the fourth way that we tend to experience the risk of success. We recognize that holding ourselves back from success is painful. Right, that feeling of having untapped potential, of being unable to create the results you want, is full of discomfort. Most people who have a really crunchy relationship with success are also experiencing cognitive dissonance. And this is when two opposing ideas are kind of alive in our brains at the same time. So you both want something, some success, but you also want to protect yourself from the risk of it. So this can lead to a lot of confusion and frustration and blaming yourself. The sense that there is something wrong with you is really, really painful. And the fifth point is that holding yourself back from success also creates a sense of separation from others. It's really understandable that when you both want something and don't want something, that you can experience a lot of comparison and resentment towards other people who seem to be okay with the thing you find risky. So you might find that you tend to feel pretty cold towards your colleagues and peers or even clients and customers. And success tends to be a real taboo subject, right? It can be quite hard to find people to talk about this with. People that can hold your dreams and goals and your fears and worries about success. So for most of us, we tend to suffer in silence. We tend to feel really alone and we feel separate from other people. So if you recognize yourself in any of those five descriptions, I just want you to know that this is completely understandable and completely normal. And even though it's pretty crap, right, I really want to support you to help you to change the relationship that you have with success so that this supports you. So I've got three things you can do to change your relationship with success, to really start to loosen up that feeling that success is really risky for you. So the first thing is to validate yourself by understanding the root causes of how you feel about success, right? Like all forms of self-doubt, this is here for a damn good reason. Your beliefs about success were never created in a vacuum. So it can really help to soften any blame or even shame that you're directing to yourself by just validating that there are really good reasons why you find success risky. So the real core tool that you can bring to this process is compassion. And all we're trying to do here is identify why your relationship with success has developed in this way. Acknowledge the reasons why it happened. This can have a massive positive impact and support you to actually start to change how you feel about success. So I highly recommend some self-reflective journaling to start to validate how you feel about success, but do this in a really directed way. So I would set a timer for 20 or 30 minutes when you have some time and some space for yourself 
and start exploring your relationship with success. So here's some top tips and you may want to re-listen to this recording when you have some paper in front of you. But just write down what you remember about your earliest memories or experiences of success. Like what was it like to be successful as a younger person? What do you remember feeling or thinking about yourself? What did your family teach you about success? All right, so just revisiting some of those earlier points. How did they describe successful people? What does success mean in your family? What are your family's expectations of you and your success? And did you experience any mixed messages? So this is totally my thing, is I had a story that was be successful and do your best, and another story that was don't get too big for your boots. And so that conflict was playing out for me all the time. You might experience something similar. What is that like to live in that mixed message for you? What do you notice about how that shows up in your life? And what other messages have you received from different people in your life about success? From teachers, from bosses or colleagues, from friendships? What is your organisation, if you work for for an organisation, what does your organisation believe about success? What have you learnt from our wider culture about success? So just go really wide about everything you've learnt from other people in your life. And then come back to you. What are your current beliefs about your own success? What does it mean to you right now in your life to be successful? And once you've got this kind of big list of raw material, you want to start to kind of assess these beliefs. How do they make complete sense? Right, they might not be logical or even what you want to believe, but do they make sense given what you've learned? given how you've been brought up and what you've been taught to believe about success. And the key here is to let yourself be surprised at how much you can learn about your relationship with success. That's why it's really helpful to write it down rather than try and make sense of it in your own mind. And can you bring some compassion to yourself, to this relationship that you have with success? So once you have your raw material, your big list of beliefs that help to characterize your relationship with success, now we want to get a sense of how these beliefs are leading to behaviors. So our second step is to be super curious about how your self-doubt shows up right now in your life when it comes to your your relationship with success. So our lived experience of self-doubt is maintained and strengthened by strategies, subtle mental and behavioral habits that we engage in that signal to our brain, this is not safe. So we hold ourselves back and this feels safer, right? The relief at avoiding what feels risky has an immediate payoff. But in the long run, we're teaching ourselves that we need to avoid a risk that has never been quantified. And this just reinforces our self-doubt. So we want to change this in a way that doesn't create a ton of resistance. So the first thing to do is to start being on the lookout for all the ways that you are unintentionally teaching yourself that the only way you can feel okay is to avoid anything that takes you towards success. All right, so to do this, pay attention to all of these strategies that you're using 
to help you avoid success. And I want to give you some examples of this because sometimes it can feel a little bit heady, right? So at work, you might find that you tend to avoid saying yes to projects or volunteering for new opportunities. You might tend to avoid sharing your ideas in meetings or just even emailing thoughts on something to a colleague. You might shy away from any kind of compliments or praise. You might find you show up late or procrastinate, so you never quite go all in on something. And if you're running a business, you might find you avoid anything to do with promoting yourself, with inviting people to buy from you. You may find that you tend to be a bit invisible, sort of sitting on the sidelines. It's likely that you also make things really complex, so you don't have a lot of clarity about how to describe your work, who you help, how much you charge, how people can find you, all of these little barriers that you might be setting up. You may also find that you choose to hang out with people who you know won't really challenge you or expect much from you, who believe that your success is unimportant or that any version of success that matters to you is just a symptom of late-stage capitalist plot designed to profit from your dehumanization, right? Notice how we can always find a justification. So you just want to be noticing all the ways you consciously or subtly avoid or minimize the opportunities for you to experience success on any level, in any context. Okay. So now we have a really good handle on the beliefs that support your relationship with success and we have some understanding of the ways that you're behaving to protect yourself from the risk of success, right? And so this might kind of unfold for you over a series of days or weeks. Once you feel like you've just got a really good handle on this, you want to start experimenting with new beliefs and behaviors that actually support you. So step three is about experimenting with creating safety around success. So the most successful approach to changing your relationship with success is going to be to provide yourself with new evidence that it is safe for you to be successful. And this means playing the long game, right? This means starting small and creating tiny wins, moments of self-belief. These all add up. And importantly, this is going to minimize the resistance that you're going to create if you go all in and try and face your fears and fake it till you make it. So here's how to get started. You want to choose something from your list of avoidance strategies something that's relatively small, something that is a little bit uncomfortable but completely doable and you know that you could choose to approach this differently rather than avoid it. So it could be something like every time someone compliments your work you just say thank you. When there's an opportunity for you to contribute in a meeting you volunteer right and you just notice how much discomfort you feel on a scale of 1 to 10. Keep it nice and simple and just practice approaching this small risk as many times as you can and notice how your discomfort is feeling every time. What you're going to start to notice quite quickly is that your discomfort level starts to reduce. This is your brain learning to not be so afraid. Your self-doubt alarm is becoming less sensitive to the risk of success. 
and once this starts to happen you can go back to your list and choose a slightly more difficult task and repeat the process and you just keep doing this until you can approach rather than avoid those situations that are related to success for you and there's no shortcut really to changing your relationship with with success if it feels risky it's likely because you've spent years if not decades training your brain to be afraid of it so it's going to take some time to relearn that you can decide what success means to you you can take some actions every day to help you experience moments of joy and pride that this helps you to discover that your success is nothing to do with anyone else. It's totally an inside job based on how you feel about you, how you feel about what you do. So there we have it, lovely people. Go be successful on your terms. Go and explore your relationship with success. This has been such a massive project for me over the last year. And I can honestly say that I now feel like whatever happens... I'll be okay because I've got my own back. I have a very clear idea of what success means to me and it is devoid of needing anyone else to buy into it, which is so liberating. I'm really excited for you to explore this and to play with it and to see what this looks like for you. If you're ready to explore more about your self-doubt, I want to invite you to take the self-doubt archetypes quiz. It's totally free and you'll uncover your particular flavor of self-doubt. It turns out self-doubt is not this amorphous cloud of woe. There are 12 different types of self-doubt and finding out yours is the first step to getting a handle on it. Just head over to www.sasspetherick.com backslash archetype for all the details.